0: My name is Neil Crawford, and I'm the founder of Anytime Soccer Training. We're located in Cary, North Carolina, the home of North Carolina Football Club. And our goal is to make online soccer training easy, fun, and comprehensive. Traditionally, what happens is parents spend hours searching the internet for soccer drills, and then when they find them, the exercises are not follow along, and they don't follow a curriculum. Also, coaches who want to give soccer home up sharing random YouTube videos and have no way of knowing if their players are actually doing it. With Anytime Soccer Training, everything parents, players, and coaches need is in one place. The program has over 5,000 training videos, every video is 100% percent follow along, and the curriculum covers everything. It can be used on any device, and coaches can create teams, assign training homework, and track each player's progress. The program removes the guesswork, which empowers parents and coaches and helps kids get three to five times more touches than they normally would. We are used by youth soccer clubs across the world, including Canada, the UK, and here in the States. If you like what you see, visit our website and join for free. Clubs and teams can also request a free demo. We have an onboarding team that will set up for players and your teams for free. Anytime Soccer Training is a long-term solution that helps your players build more skill and greater confidence on and off the pitch.
1: Hey guys, welcome to a special edition of the Inside Scoop. My name is Neil Crawford. I'm your host and also the founder of Anytime Soccer Training. Now, I know I always say special edition, but this time it is truly special. I have one of my virtual mentors, one of my coaching mentors who didn't even know he was a coaching mentor to me live and in person. And he's going to provide coaching tips, give some context, and share some of the insight behind some of his most popular YouTube coaching videos. Coach Rory, welcome to the Inside Scoop. It's a pleasure to have you. I am actually honored, man. You're like, you are my go-to when it comes to organizing team sessions is from a rec perspective that may or may not be an endorsement if you see my sessions but i hope so and welcome welcome to the show man introduce yourself and tell us what you got up what you're doing
2: thanks neil no i'm 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 pumped to be here that's that's really high praise uh and you know it's it's so funny because i have coaches who reach out to me uh internationally now uh, because of this youtube page and it's uh it's really humbling to hear that uh, so many people are uh, you know, using my stuff. And I guess it just goes to the fact that it, that it, it has really been successful and it works. I, uh, I'm in the central Pennsylvania area, in the Harrisburg area. I coach for uh, a small club here uh, called Capital Area Soccer Association, or CASA. And then I do some supplemental uh, work for the Philadelphia Union. Uh, we, they have a program, it's called their... Um, Player Pathway Program, and it's sort of like a pre-academy. So, so I do that throughout the year as well. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped to be here, and, and hopefully I can help
1: you and and your listeners out. I am sure you can. So the way we're going to do this, and now I'm talking to you as well as the listening audience on how we're going to structure this is we're going to do a series of short interviews touching on key points that I have that I noticed in your YouTube channel. It's not going to be in any specific order as well. It's great, great information. And we're just going to have fun with it. And the reason I'm saying that is because ultimately we will talk about how you would set up a, a, a training session for a beginner and what, what coaching points are most important to you, but we'll save that to the end. Battle boxes. So we're going to try to follow the agenda. Battle Sounds boxes. Great. I've yeah, never heard are, the term. You are the only person that I've heard say that term. What, what are battle boxes and what do you like about them? So this is kind of like my new passion.
2: Um, I've so most of my sessions start with a, a ten or fifteen minute activator, which is typically a two v two small sided game, uh, maybe a three v three, depending on your numbers. But what I found, especially in the younger age groups, is I don't get kind of what I'm looking for out of those. And what what you really want in terms of your activator is to replicate two v one situations, one v one situations. Try to get as much repetitive small-sided decision-making as possible, and it, it depends on the age group, but for me, the, the small-sided games just weren't getting there, so battle boxes really came out of, um, I got that from a guy by the name of John Kokoris, he coaches on the East Coast, and he calls them battle rondos, and I, I don't think they're rondos, so I call them battle boxes, but um, the, the kids really, like, they come to training, and they really get into it, so, and you can actually go from a battle box into a rondo right away. So it makes the transition to sort of the next part of your exercise really, really easy. And, and really the, the whole point of them is to try to get as many 1v1 and 2v1 scenarios in a, in a small space as possible and try to get the kids comfortable in that setting.
1: So we're gonna link the um, video here and the video that you've produced is gonna be more than sufficient and really help give us context. Before our listeners who may be listening in their car, what am I, I'll, I'll go to the practice field, literally, what am I seeing? Are there four cones and a box? What's different? I mean, what am I seeing? So, so a battle box would be set up just like a Rondo.
2: You'd have four cones and a square. And then there are two cones, kind of one at the top and one at the bottom of those squares, a little, maybe five yards above it or f- and five yards below it, because you're going to use those in terms of the different types of battle boxes that you're going to do. And then the size is really determined on kind of the, the level that you're dealing with so if if it's an older group uh, or a more skilled group the boxes will be smaller but if it's just if it's a younger group or, or a less skilled group then the boxes will be bigger and so i know in the video i think i put you know eight to 14 yards i mean you could you could make them you know let's say you get into it and it's just you know it's not working out you want to make it bigger you want to make it smaller i think that's you know i know we're going to talk about some things that i don't think coaches do enough but um, if, if something's not working, you, you know, change the dimensions, you know, you. Yeah. If, if i if, I mean, if sometimes, you know, I'll start, I'll start an exercise and it's just not going well. And I'll change the, the dimensions because, because it's needed within 30 seconds, I can tell I'm like, I, this has got to be changed. You know, just because you have something set in your mind, it doesn't have to go that way. If you notice that it's not working.
1: So you have, so You can do different cones, different amounts of cones, but you have four cones as the perimeter and then two on the outside. And then what is the objective? What are you, what instructions are you telling the kids? So the coaching points
2: uh, depend a little bit on the specific box that you're working with. But in general, it's 1v1 attacking and 1v1 defending. And I think, you know, I tend to focus more on the 1v1 defending because I don't think we coach it that much. Uh, There's a lot of emphasis on, how you attack with the ball, different types of moves, stuff like that. And there's just, and defending, to be honest, it, it's so simple if, if you do it right. It's not easy, but it's very, very simple if you do it right, especially at the younger ages, because what happens in the, in the youngest age is that they want to win the ball. And most of the time you don't have to win the ball. You just have to slow somebody down. So yeah. if you take the right angle towards the ball, if your body shape is side on, I have a saying fast, slow, side, low. So if, If you, if you approach the ball carrier, fast, slow, side, low, you stay side on and you kind of push them, especially in these battle boxes, but even in a real game, if you push them towards the sideline or or kind of veer them towards the sideline and you close space, I mean, a lot of times, in fact, most of the times, especially in the youth game, the player will just dribble the ball to bounds or they'll lose the ball. You know, what happens defensively in the youth game, which is, you know, a backbreaker is they go to win the ball and they stab or they jab at it and the player just goes right by him and then then they're gone and, yes. and most of the time all you have to do is, is be in the right space and the right positioning and slow the person down and you win the ball back
1: yeah so great points by the way so um and so the objective would be to dribble to the other cone and then dribble back to the other cone or dribble around any cone so
2: yeah, the the, so the, the the standard or the basic 1v1 battle box is, if you can think about it, where you'd have your four cones out in the square, like a Rondo square, you would have a group of kids on, let's say, if, if this were going to be like directional, the southwest cone. You'd have a group of kids on the northeast cone, so they're kind of diagonally across from each other, and then you'd have, th- every one of those players would have a ball, and then you'd have one kid in the middle defending. And so they would go against one person in the line, and they would try to dribble through the opposite Uh, gates, if you will, which would be like the north and the east gate, uh, if they're coming from the southwest or the west and the south gate, if they're coming from the northeast. And then once they're done with, once that's over, so the way it'd be 1v1 and either the attacker wins and they dribble through the the gate or the defender wins and they knock the ball out of bounds. um, And then they immediately go to the opposite side. And usually you keep a defender in there until they get a certain set amount of steals or they, they win the ball back. So depending on your group, it could be three times, it could be five times, and then you switch the person in the middle. And it just, I mean, it gives this person, this defender, I didn't 21v1 opportunities in a, in a one minute span. I mean, it just, it, it really forces them to have to think about how they're going to defend 1v1. And what I really like about it, because even in a small sided game, like a 2v2 or a 3v3, you can get one or two kids who might hide a little bit, like they, they, they won't touch the ball or they'll kind of veer away from what's happening. And, and when it's 1v1, man, you, you can't hide. Like you, you have to get in there. And that's what, what I really like about it.
1: Okay, so we're going to wrap this one up. If you couldn't picture it, if you're listening to it, you can't picture it. We, he's created a, a wonderful video that shows, and I'm going to add my own two cents, rec coach, take it for what it's worth. I love 1v1s that have a transition element. So you're on defense. I mean, sorry, yeah, you're either on defense and then you turn around and have to play offense or you're on defense facing one direction. They get by you. You have to turn around and play defense again on another direction. I love 1v1s that have a competitive um, nature to them that's separate just from scoring. So in this case, you're a defender. Like there's another 1v1 drill. I'll probably put in the show notes where they're coming there are two teams of 1v1 and the defenders in the middle. If he takes the ball, he passes it to his teammates and they keep going. Defender until you win the ball and you have to make an accurate pass. So I love that. And I love the fact that you're introducing um, intensity but but it's simple for the kids. It might, hey, I think I was struggling. The kids, I always say this with my older son when I'm watching this practice. like, what the heck are y'all doing? He's like, dad, it's so easy anyways so i might be struggling to picture it but the kids they sort of get it and they do it all the time but they're not having to think about it too much they're just applying that um intensity in the actual exercise i love that so again right. uh, so so this is battle boxes this is our first installment of the interviews for our rec coaches and not so rec coaches we're going to come back with another interview and another tip for coach rory coach Roy, did you have anything else uh, I was just I was just gonna say, you know, especially in those
2: battle boxes, I like to coach in the flow. Like I don't like to stop it too much because to your point, I love the transitioning where it's like, defend, boom, now, I gotta go defend again, defend again, defend again. Um, and so you know again, getting into the things that coaches do a lot, I mean, if you stop your practice too much, you you kind of ruin the flow,
1: yeah, I agree. totally agree. And kids don't learn from a lot of verbal people don't learn from a lot of verbal instructions yeah. anyways. All right, guys, this is this is the first installment. This is Neil Crawford, founder of Anytime Soccer Training and also the host of the Inside Scoop. Check us out next week. We'll be right back with another video and another coaching tip for our rec and not so rec coaches.